Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. Actually, pre-Thanksgiving recording, Don and I, but you'll hear this after Thanksgiving, so I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, spending some time with your family, eating some good food, getting outside, doing something maybe not work-related. Don and I are just going to catch up and talk about all things as 222 ends up here, you know, getting ready for 2023 been one heck of a year. I think Don's actually a year anniversary since you became a vegetarian. So that's a big deal, especially going into the big turkey day. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, uh, lots going on, but yeah, one, one year without meat. Um, we can, we can get into that a little bit more and how I've been tracking the, the success of that and why I made that decision a year ago, but, Mm. um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a fantastic day full of good food and uh, family time. It's a funny thing, you know, Thanksgiving probably is one of the easiest days of the year. Both of us are vegetarians uh, because there's so many side dishes. You don't even miss the turkey. But I did have this funny story once I was uh, organizing a Thanksgiving lunch for people at a place I was working at the time. And I called up this caterer and I said, hey, by the way, you know, in addition to the turkey and all that, we have a few vegetarians. And the person said, what do those people eat? And uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, those people are me and we eat food. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. Eat real food. It's pretty simple. Um, yeah, it's always amazing how, I guess, challenged some people are understanding what vegetarians eat. Like, like, I know that you don't eat a hundred percent meat. So what else do you eat but meat? Let's start there. Um, <laughs> that's that's that, you know, and and I don't I don't judge anybody for their diet yeah. one way or another. Obviously, I lived most of my life eating meat and just made this change. But it's it's just been a really interesting, almost like psychology test or experiment on how people interact with you, like when you're a meat eater versus when you're not. Because mm-hmm. I was really surprised how people just got really confused. And I can, I mean, even my family, they don't know what to offer me. They, they're like, what do you, what do you, here's, here's a bowl of nuts. Can you have a bowl? It's like, I, I eat real food. I just, so it's, it's just been really funny uh, going through this and and learning over the past year. Um, and I'm still learning and, and growing as, uh, as a plant-based athlete. But uh, I think the, the, the psychological side of it on other people has definitely been the, the funniest to see people's reactions and, and how they like just don't know how to respond. It is really surprising. And and you're right, no judgment. Like everyone should eat the food that they want to eat, even if we have very good reasons for what we do. Uh it I think it sort of comes a little bit to this idea of, you know, when you're different, it isn't easy. Doesn't matter, you know, if your color is different, your religion's different, your sex is different, you think differently. We sort of all like to put people into the same bucket that we're in because it's easier for us. Yep. But really, you know, we're all here sort of uh, sharing the same resources, sharing the same place for the time being that we're all here. So trying to be a little more supportive of everyone and their choices and who they are you know, just make yep. it a better world. And so, yeah, if you don't really understand, then you could ask, oh, yeah, what would you like? And, you know, but 
the, the judgment that comes sometimes with different, uh, you know, I think we probably won't talk about too many of the stories in the news, but, you know, yeah. there's probably just too much of that going on. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, as I sit here and think about, you know, what I said about being vegetarian, it's kind of the same when you tell people you run 100 miles for fun. Yeah. Um, the people instantly like, well, I wouldn't do that. So that's crazy. That's, they, I can't do that. So that must be really bad for your body or something like that. So it's, it's amazing how there's a lot of people in this world. And I think it just, we're, we're humans, right? The first, the first nature is to question things, I think a lot. And it's just a, maybe a, an act of, of tolerance and understanding that if people don't do things exactly the way you would, that it's, it's okay. You're going to be okay. It doesn't affect your life. And obviously I'm, I'm kind of intentionally vaguely speaking on much bigger than ultra running and, uh, and vegetarianism right now, but what people do for fun and in their life does not affect your life. Just move on. You, as uh, Marcus Aurelia says, you don't have to have an opinion on this. You can just go on. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, well, we can root for a team, but it's not the beginning of the end of anything. Um, Cause others root for other teams and that's okay. Right. You know? So, right. Right. yeah, I think it would be a good reminder just even, you know, for you and me all the time to just say that, we start with this idea that we respect people um, for who they are and who they choose to be, and we support them. We care about and want to listen, make people feel welcome. It's a better world when that happens. Yep. Um, if they want input, they should ask. We don't need to offer, right? Yep. And then, you know, it always feels better. You know, I learned this a long time ago, which is if you don't like the way it feels, I'm sure no one else does. Yeah. So let's... It's always sort of be careful of being a hypocrite. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that uh, I love Thanksgiving to be with family. I do love the side dishes that become the main dish. What's and, What's your favorite? Let's Let's get into the important conversations oh, here. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a broccoli freak, so I've roasted broccoli as often as I can. There's a dish we make called Brussels sprouts hash, which makes Brussels sprouts taste amazing using caramelized onions with them it's hard not to love mashed potatoes and then an apple pie yeah there you go all right well i'm i'm all in on the the mashed potatoes bandwagon yeah um that's that's my go-to i could have mashed potatoes every day and then pumpkin pie mm. um i i intentionally don't eat it year-round but i definitely could but i, I and i'm <laughs> i'm the like two parts whipped cream one part pumpkin pie guy so you'll okay. see kind of if you look at my plate there's like where's the pie and then you cut into it and the pie is kind of in the middle of this dome of of cool whip yeah. um yeah. but that's that's kind of my uh my dirty secret on thanksgiving is like i go all in on the cool whip on top of a piece of pumpkin pie i think that's good you know <laughs> but you I earn it that. right so i'll go out, i'll go out in the morning and run uh, yeah, yeah 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 i know we all do that but i just i would enjoy that with you so i'll there you go. These days we'll have a pumpkin pie and apple pie together. That nice. It gets even better after that. Um, good cup of coffee and just settle in. Uh, yeah, so Thanksgiving, you know, we're what now? 36 days or some odd number would have towards the end of the year. It's been a pretty good year. You know, of course, Don, you posted on Instagram your gratitude, which is great to hear how thankful you are for everything you have. So I think there's two things to think about 
us and listeners and all is like two things as we go to the end of the year, gratitude and then plans, right? Yeah. Thankful for what I have, excited for what's next. Yep. Yeah. I, I, just to reference that post, I just, I was out for a run and it was my first day back of training uh, from taking some time off and I haven't taken time off in a long time. So I was just kind of naturally was thinking back on the year and what I accomplished and and it's just like, I almost, I got really emotional running and just kind of thought back of like, holy crap, like I have done a lot this year and I have only done a lot this year because of the help of others and the people that would take time off and come travel with me, come help me with these events who would just support me, whether it's say good job or to send me shoes to run in, uh, like whatever that looks like. I've just been surrounded by an unbelievable group of people and i'm just i it's just the the and i and i've known that all year but i just it just hit me a lot different yeah. looking back because I, I i started like oh like what did i do this year and i realized that the theme was every single thing that i accomplished wouldn't have been a success without the help of others and it just it was just a really cool mindset to kick off my my training block for what's to come next year. And it, obviously Thanksgiving is probably uh, the perfect time to be thinking about those things. And I, I just, I can't think of the last time I did something without the help of, of somebody somewhere. And, and I think that's, that's an important thing to take time and recognize. And if there are those people in your life that you haven't sat down and said, Hey, like, thank you for X, Y, and Z do it, write a, write a thank you note, write post a video on Instagram, thanking people do what you need to, but um, you know, going back to what kind of where we started is, um, people need to be thanked for helping, right? Like, like non-judgmental, they'll help me no matter if they think I'm crazy or not. Cause there are people in my corner that are like, this is stupid. I would never run hundred miles, but they know I need their help and they'll, they'll do it regardless. So, um, that's, uh, that's my theme of the end of the year is, is to, to do better and going into 2023, just do better highlighting and thanking the people are in my corner because uh you know they don't have to be here and they choose to be and that means a lot to me yeah i think that's great great advice and you know and i'll take the other side of it which is the plan for next year you know we all know this thing right we make a new year's resolution and we hold on to it for all about seven or 14 days yeah. and we don't really seriously contemplate what it is we set out to do and maybe if we start a little earlier like now trying to think about how would I make that happen more materially in my life? You know, how do I make sure that I stay accountable to whatever my goal is, you know, read a book a week, you know, write a letter a week, go for a mile run, whatever you decide, having some level of accountability back to yourself. You know, I think what I found in the early going of changing my own behavior was forcing myself to write down what I did every day because then I had this moment of accountability that I needed to face myself which is oh why did you or why did you not do that and then find out whether or not your reason to not was satisfactory to you like use yourself as the measure of your intent and a willingness yep. to follow through and then what you find is that over time you become sort of the standard bearer for what you set out to do and then you don't really let yourself down because you don't like that feeling uh but when you just sort of just say i'm going to do it but you have no sort of process that you can put in place it, you you leave it to too much 
right. sort of randomness and, and it worked. And so if you think about something you want to do for next year, then also think about how you hold yourself accountable. What would that right. method be? And I would guarantee that you will end up with more success than you would otherwise. Yeah, I think to that, I think making it measurable, right? It's so easy to go into a set of goal and be like, oh, I want to I want to run faster. I want to lose weight or like, what, mm. well, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Um, so putting, putting something measurable behind whatever you want to do, Joe, what you just said, I want to journal once a day. Okay. You journaled mm -hmm. once a day, check that box. So at the end of each day, you know, whether you're successful or not. And this is right. I've been a health coach for a long time and I, I work in education and corporate education. So I, I, I am really big on smart goals, helping people create you know, specific goals that are measurable, trackable, and realistic and, um, and actionable is the A, I think I've forgotten there. So like, write, write down your goal. And if it is to, I want to run faster. Okay. Well, what does that mean? That means maybe that to you, that means I want to run a 30 minute 5k. Okay, great. That's a specific goal. When will you do that by? Okay. Well, there's this race in May that I really want to do. Okay. Then you can actually work backwards and, and start breaking apart that goal. Um, but just to say, I want to, I want to journal more really not an actionable goal. You're not going to ever know whether you've been successful about with that. So, um, that's, that's the advice that I give anybody that's willing to listen when it comes to goal setting, uh, actually really, really define what success looks like. So you can work backwards and build from there. Yeah. It's all good. We got this, whatever, 40 days left to get the plan yep. together. 23. Yeah. yeah I mean, this. This is, this is, I haven't even, I mean, I, I know what my race goals look like for next year, but I, I'm much more than a runner, uh, right. I, I, I'm a human that, that runs. So I, I have to think about what my, my personal goals are. Um, and, and I'm, I, I take my own advice. Like usually like I've already been thinking about, okay, I want to read more. What does that look like? Okay. I read, I think not very many books this year and I don't want to admit how low that number is, but, uh, it's single digits and I'm not I'm super proud of that, but Right. Maybe, maybe next year I, I look at one book a month. So 12 books next year, and that would be a step up from this yeah. year. And um, so, so I'm already thinking about it. I think it's a good time to think about it with, with Thanksgiving and with some of the reflection period I've been doing. And um, yeah, just, just looking how to make myself a better runner on the athletic side and then a human on the, maybe the reading and development side. Mm, I like that. You know, uh, one of our good buddies that we had on the podcast, Ryan, uh, he sent me a uh, podcast to listen to this past week when I went on a run. It was one of the more funny and interesting. So in 1908, oh my gosh, over 100 years ago, there were some pretty crazy people who decided they were going to do a car race from New York to Paris. Well, <laughs> slightly problematic, and they wanted to go yeah. west. And they had this idea that they would drive across the United States and then across the Bering Sea because they thought it would be frozen which it doesn't okay. freeze, by the way, that connects, you know, the U.S. to Russia, and then they would drive across Russia and China and then Russia and then get to Paris. <laughs> so we think, like, do a Ironman or do a ultra marathon. I don't care if you do Eco Challenge. There's nothing that rises other than maybe Shackleton and what he did to what these guys set out to do. Yep. And the two hosts are just literally hilarious because they just... Like if this was a movie, you would watch it and say, well, that's not really possible. They, this could never have happened. I mean, they went through the snow and they have windows. They don't have roofs on these cars. It's like beyond 
comprehension. It's the dollop with Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. It's an I was going to ask, is it, is, it a, is it a dollop episode? Okay, I'm yeah, gonna, I have to find from, this. April of 2018. But it just reminded me that, you know, humans have been tough characters taking on challenges for a long time. You know, it's not like we just sort of invented this idea in the recent past. And it was just, first of all, it's just like I was running and literally laughing out loud. I didn't even know how not to laugh because the guys made it so funny. But then also the toughness and then this sort of indefatigable and old nature of these people who said, ah, what the heck? <laughs> oh. Sometimes going into some some big crazy thing, it's best not to have knowledge on what the heck you're about to get into. Um, right? Like just go in a little naive and maybe yeah. maybe it works out for the best. Either way, you're gonna end up with a heck of a story at the end. Oh my god, did they have a story? This <laughs> place. I hope someone makes it into a movie one day, not because it only should be in movies, but it should sort of be like, oh, I saw, you know, in terms of just sharing. Um, I used to ride a lot and, you know, not run more. So I have a lot of these video channels. And there was first that there was a, a young person who just broke the record on this thing called the whole enchilada, which is a mountain biking route out near Moab. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You'd go up and then down this thing. OK, well, you, there's a sort of easier way to go up and then the hard way coming down. Well, then there's another guy, I think his name was Braden, who actually rode up the whole enchilada no uh, one has ever done that and if you have any time to like watch a youtube video the two of yeah. these are just extraordinary in terms of since the guy Braden, he had to go there were some parts of it this is one part called the snotch which is next to impossible to ride down and then he decided to ride up it and he would try it like 50 times 100 times and was just so fun to see like oh my gosh what people are willing yeah. to set out to try to accomplish and i think it's it's worth pointing out that the that a woman set the fastest known time yes right so mm -hmm. if I, I i i was like i feel like it was a, a young lady that did it and yeah hot hannah auto yes um set the fastest overall fastest known time on that trail so um wicked. absolutely incredible completely uh, wicked like i mean yeah. just she set out to do it and uh, just put her whole self into it. And so, yeah, just fun stuff. If you have a few minutes over the holidays, you know, and you want to just consume some red yep. content. I'll find some of these links and, and drop them in our show notes. Mm. So people, yeah, people that's a great, can, great idea. Can, uh, find them easily. I find these things like just so inspiring because it always makes me like, okay, what else can we set out to do? uh you know that seems somewhat ridiculous yeah it's it, it can be hard thinking of something that nobody's ever done before because mm. it doesn't really come to mind it's it's really right. interesting after i i did the treadmill thing i've had multiple people now email me and say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna break your records um it's like wow like cool this is a thing that nobody's ever done before and i do it and then literally two days later somebody's already in my dm saying i'm gonna break your records um yeah, and it's like cool. And I, what I'll tell you know, tell all of them, like, hey, as long as you do the, like, by the rules, the same way that we did it, and very strict record keeping, that's amazing. I'll do whatever I can to help. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but also like part of me, you know, human nature, it's like, come on, give me like a week to celebrate this thing. Like, <laughs> like, I, like nobody's done this before. And now you're going to like drop no. in two days later after seeing me accomplish this. So, um, it's, it's easy to do things people have done mm -hmm. before. I mean, look at, um, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Uh, Roger Bannister, uh, mm -hmm. right. Like, yeah. Nobody was breaking the four minute mile. All of a sudden Bannister did it. And then everybody else does it now that they know it's possible. So, um, it's it's hard to think of things nobody's done before and that's we're, why it's, we're it's certainly really running out of those for sure I yeah mean, other yeah. than silly like okay you know i'm gonna balance 10 bowling balls on my head or something you know they're just right. but yeah no uh, look i mean six thousand people have climbed mount everest so yeah you know, something we think that hasn't been done that much is done a lot um yeah fewer yeah i think they've done bad water fewer people have done hard rock than have right. climbed everest now like oh yeah coming up in uh, what 10 days we're all going to find out who got into hard yes. rock who got into uh, western states yep so that'll be a, a fun update to, to look at the fields i think it's what december 3rd uh mm -hmm. the lotteries are both of those events so um i i personally i'm in both lotteries i yeah i am, am a little terrified this is like the first time i've ever not wanted to get into one of the races because i have a big season and i have cocodona and then i just have this like sadistic feeling that i'm gonna get have to go from cocodona to western states to hard rock yeah. in in six weeks and that um terrifies me so i'm kind of kind of keeping my fingers crossed i don't get into western but i really i really want to get into hard rock this year i have a similar kind of setup but i have the bighorn in June, yes, I think in June, it's the yeah. week before Western states. Yeah. So I don't think I'd probably get in Western states, but if I did, I probably would do that over Bighorn. But I don't think I'd do yeah. both back to back. To yeah, I think hard, I think Western. The chance to do Western is yeah. it comes it comes so rarely that yeah. you just got to take it, yeah. and that's why. I mean, me, I'm I'm entering that. Like, yeah, I. I don't necessarily want the spot, but you're darn right. I'm going to take it and be excited that I have it. If I get it, um, I, my season doesn't lay out perfectly for a really good race at Western. Like I know I can run, but that's okay. Like, yeah. Every race doesn't need to be a race that I'm, I'm here to win. It could just be a, like, Hey, this is, this is a thing that I want to experience. And uh, it's a really special event and I can check it off my bucket list. Absolutely. And uh, the funny thing about it is that, you know, probably have very low likelihood, but high interest. So, you know, we could see what happens there. But yeah, would, I mean, after running Cruel Jewel, did not use that as a ticket for these races, you know. You gotta do it. You, you earn you those entries. I did. Um, so I, I only have a couple entries to Western, but I think I have eight tickets in the Hard Rock Ladder, which isn't much, no. but I mean, it's, it's, three years plus I, I, I course swept last year. So I get a, basically an extra year, um, a one-time extra year bonus. So I get that one extra. In one of them, I have eight. eight tickets. I can't remember which one, but still, you know, Hey, it's good. It's fun to be in, it's fun to chance. give it some consideration. And, you know, we're going to one way or another continue to have fun next year. See about yeah. it. We already have, you know, we'll talk about it later, but we got our January race set up. Um, you know, at uh, Coldwater Rumble, back to Arizona. Hey, by the way, did you see, you know, Pete had a good uh, 237 marathon at the Philadelphia Marathon. Yeah, 
kudos to Pete. That is that is quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. First he's, mile, five Yeah, I'm expecting big things from him at uh, Desert Solstice. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a we'll have to do a Desert Solstice field breakdown mm. uh, sometime before the race because and I, I know when Pete was on last, we kind of went through the field a little bit, but uh, it'd be fun to to chat a little bit more because there's some some very stout runners. There's now uh, Camille Heron is. I mean, we can get into her not getting her hundred mile world record, which is kind of a, a you know a load of crap. Uh, if you don't mind me saying that. So I think she's got a little motivation to go pretty hard at, at desert solstice to, to grab that hundred mile. I don't really understand that kind of stuff though, Don. I mean, really, you know, you said, tell people it's a hundred miles and then afterwards you tell them that they didn't measure it properly. So it's not a record. Like I don't really. Yeah. Like, well, and then they did measure it. Right. So they, they measured they it the weekend of, and it was like 0. 0.0039, whatever, miles over 100 it was like 100.000397 miles or something like that um it, it was 100 miles and then like a whole bunch of things happened and then eight months later they go out and measure a, an unmarked course they just kind of guess and they're like oh it's 700 feet shy of 100 miles like i'm sorry but there should be some statute of limitations of being able to go out and remeasure a course and I, there's a whole bunch of political stuff behind the scenes there that I frankly don't want to get into because it's, you know, it's sad to, to think about all the politics that are at play in a governing body like USATF, but it's the reality of the nature. And I just, I just hope that Camille goes out and just obliterates that time. Yeah. So it's a complete moot point. Shows people, yeah, that they're, yeah. What is it like uh, majoring on the minors? Yeah. Yeah, not too good. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the rest of the year for me, just going to stay sort of fit and healthy, get ready for, uh, you know, pretty good, solid 2023, uh, more and more, you know, depth to the racing and getting even a better sense. It was like when I was doing the marathons, there was a point where I really had a sense of where I was across all the course and the longer you go with these races, I think the more that that happens. So that'll be fun. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, uh, got an ice climbing trip planned for January, which is one of my favorite things to yeah. go to. You're going, is it you Ray again? That you're I'm going gonna go to Lake to? City this time. Which okay. Is yeah. Another really cool setup. If you guys have never done ice climbing, there are two places in Colorado that basically have set up ice parks with, yeah, fixed anchor, concrete top rope setups where they is run it, water down to create great flows and really nice single pitch. Is it, is it beginner friendly? Yes. I I would like to. I have zero mm -hmm. climbing skills really. I've climbed outside once in my life and did some bouldering in a gym. But I, I the idea of just saying I did this thing that is so beautiful and I, I would love to just you know struggle as a beginner at something it's fun to be bad at something it's really fun just to be like yeah. i don't know what i'm doing but i want to try and i'm okay being terrible at it but i would love to give it a go yeah we can get set up on the top rope on there's like the only thing you could probably do is bang your knee and you know <laughs> maybe a little bit of ice will hit you in the helmet but it's pretty safe on a top rope uh okay because and and it's really set up like as a true ice park i mean literally these anchors on the top are 
you know, it's not like I'm tying off to two trees and hoping that uh, I did the right anchor setup. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to go out in January. We'll tell you more about it and uh, yeah. we'll get you out there for a day yeah. and, uh, and have some fun. I always find it's like one of those experiences that's just so unique and different to be on the ice like yeah. that with your crampons and your ice axes. So if anyone else is doing anything really fun and exciting over the the next few months, you guys should just post something on uh, on our podcast here. Yeah, tag tag us on on Instagram or or if you have any stupid ideas, like we're we going back to you know doing something new, like share those if mm-hmm. if, if you feel willing to do it. If it's something that like here's this idea, but I don't want to try it, send it to me or Joe. Pretty sure one of us would probably up to trying something uh-huh. uh, that that the majority of the population thinks is crazy. Oh yeah, love that. And uh, if you haven't been in a sauna lately, you know, as our uh... yeah, I should I should be getting my sissy hopefully next week. Um, nice. So we'll have you we'll have you out and do some contrast therapy in the in the backyard. Well, we'll have that be one of our conversations, which is how do you survive the hot and the cold together? I love yes. that. Well, I think you know we'll uh, we'll let everyone get back to their uh, you know we don't have to chase tomorrow either you or I we're going to do that with an episode next week and and we just wish you all you know that you had the greatest holiday and get ready for the rest of the year let's have some fun let's live large and let's chase tomorrow together. 